Welcome to Sports Without Borders, episode 8. I'd like to apologize now to Dalen for having to deal with my crap last week because my Adobe audition decided to be just a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, it happens. It's okay. I mean, I, I feel bad because I look back on it and I'm like, man, I feel so bad. And then he starts sending me Snapchats of him, like, just putting it together. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll survive, even though you screwed it up. Um, <laughs> I know I screwed it. Hey, we've all we both have now screwed up the episode some way somehow. I know. So I think we're even. It's been a great start to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> episode eight. We uh, once we make it to episode ten, then I'm really not going to care. We'll be good. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be good. But today, NBA draft is coming up. LeBron James not wearing number twenty three for the first time since we all know when the Miami Heat quote big three. NBA free agency is kicking off this Sunday, and we're going to have what we want to see in NBA free agency happen. And also coming up quickly, I didn't even realize this was happening, Dalen, but the ESPYs are coming around the corner. I know I, that's not super. I know that's not super important, but it's pretty. It's pretty exciting night. I honestly have not paid. I had. I. I thought they might have already even happened. I have. I have not paid attention <laughs> at all to the ESPYs. I don't even know who's hosting this year. Neither do I. I mean, don't they really just decide that like a month out and then they're just kind of like, you're hosting it. Good luck. No, they, they, they do give them some prep time. Um, but I think, I think they've shied away from having athletes host and they've gone towards entertainers just because, you know, that's what they do. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's like, it makes sense. And I mean, okay, so according to this, the 2019 host ESPYs will be hosted by Tracy Morgan this year so oh, that's that'll right actually be, that'll, that'll be, be exciting yeah that'll be good it'll be fun to see him back doing something i think it'll be very interesting to see if his humor can withstand kind of you know today's scrutiny when it comes to hosting um oh, award he, shows it's tracy morgan yeah <laughs> he can, but he can some of that. his comedy can go it's it some of his comedy is um, a little stuck in the early 2000s, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I like about him. Um, hopefully he does well. Yeah, I was about to say, because his comedy back then was the best. Nowadays, it's there, but it's not what it used to be. But we'll get to that in a little bit. With the first overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft, shockingly, not really, Zion Williamson goes to the Pelicans. Uh, Who would have thunk it, I, right? Who would have thought? I thought it was going to be uh, Taco Fall this whole time was going to go number one. I'm just I'm shocked and I'm disappointed that they passed up on such a large athlete. No, I, who am I kidding? Zion Williamson. I don't know. I still am on the fence about him right now. Why? I need to see him play. What is there to okay, be on the no, fence listen, about? Listen, 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 listen. I, I like Zion Williamson. I do. But. I need to see him play with NBA talent. I understand college is basically like, it is a pretty good idea of NBA talent, but it's not the NBA. And he's going to be playing summer ball with players like John Morant. And when he plays against John Morant, then I will know, is Zion Williamson worth all this hype? I'm just saying, he, he's going on a team with... Uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and who was it Josh Hart and then you know however many draft picks they got for that trade and like I think four I think right away he's he's gonna I mean he's gonna be the heart and soul of that team immediately I think 
Lonzo Ball, people are going to try and act as though Lonzo Ball is the leader. I think Lonzo Ball will be the facilitator of that team. But I think in terms of who is in charge of that team, it's 100% going to be Lonzo Ball. Or not Lonzo Ball. Oh, my God. I'm awful. No. <laughs> I'm stopping the episode right now. God damn it. That, never say Lonzo Ball is the leader of the Pelicans. It's going to be Zion Ever. Williamson. I'm sorry. It was a Freudian slip. <laughs> Ever. Do no. not ever say that again. Lonzo Dalen, Ball will be the facilitator. Zion Williamson will be the heart and soul of that team, however. Okay, so I I like your thinking. I mean, I'm, I just need to see him play with NBA talent. That's it. And I think he is. He is the number one overall pick f- for a very good reason. That's why they called it not the, not the NBA draft lottery. They called it the Zion lottery because it's basically guaranteeing you are going to get Zion Williamson. And everyone thought the Knicks were going to get the number one. There were people who were getting tattoos with saying that it was Zion, Zion's Knicks and all that. And I feel so bad, and the pain is going to hurt when they have that removed. I think that Zion Williamson is, without a doubt, going to be the next star. I just need to see him play with NBA talent in the Summer League. And when I see him play, I want to. I just want to—I know he's going to be playing with mostly rookies or second years— I just need to see him play with other players that are just that are at the same level in the NBA. You know, and I I honestly think now that um Mike Conley is no longer with Memphis, I think John Morant is going to have the most explosive season. Because he well and he's got no, he's got basically I think he was going to either be like on the floor with Mike Conley or they were going to share it, both 50-50. No, they're and going jo- all in on no. John Morant. Oh, and John Morant now, this is now his team. Like, it now they ha- they also got uh, Brandon Clark out of uh, Gonzaga with the 21st. They traded mm-hmm. for another pick, which I thought was smart because they only had one pick throughout the entire draft. So they needed someone else, and I'm glad that they went out and they did get another player because I think that another rookie player would be great to have for John Morant. Um, and then moving also along, R.J. Barrett, so no surprise there, went to Duke. Or Wow. He went to the Knicks. I... I just pulled a Dalen where I said that Lonzo Ball was going to be the leader. What an idiot! Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can hear all the comments now. Um, but uh, then DeAndre Hunter went to the Hawks with the fourth pick that was owned by the Pelicans because of the Anthony Davis trade. Now it is owned by the Hawks, and they chose DeAndre Hunter, which I thought that was a good move because the Hawks needed a big man, and they made the right move with that pick. Sorry, I... Uh... Um, got distracted looking at this list. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Keep that in the recording, please. Cause I mean, you, you're just getting distracted and you're just trying to prove your point for Zion Williamson, aren't you? I know. And oh, also one more thing. Um, your boy, bull bull. He, he dropped, he dropped 43. He did. <laughs> he did. Was- I was like, <laughs> I was what I was listening to the draft because I was at a meeting, um, with some of my Osprey coworkers and I was like, they said, and that's the end of the first round. I'm like, where the hell did Bull Bull go? And they're like, he's still on the board. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Him? Like, how did he fall to 43? Like, that is that is insane. I Bull mean, Bull, obvi- obviously, <laughs> 44, he just, sorry. He couldn't, I don't know, meet the talent of everyone else. Okay. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I Bull Bull is like, you've got, he's got to follow in his footsteps of his father, Manute, but... <laughs> I think someone. I think someone should. 
Manute. I think someone should have taken him in the first round. And I think that the Nuggets got a score in the 44th pick. Nobody thought Bull Bull was going to be available. I thought the Celtics were going to draft him at 22. But then they, but honestly, with the Celtics, I I couldn't believe this. The fact the fact that they were able to get Grant Williams out of Tennessee with the 22nd pick, which I think that guy should have been a top 10 pick, no doubt in my mind. And then he goes out and becomes the 22nd overall pick. What in the hell happened? But I'm not going to complain because I'm a Celtics fan. <laughs> Didn't I'm um, the happiest? I'm the happiest man alive. Yeah, I mean, you guys honestly, the Celtics did pretty good, especially knowing that like one, the team is in shambles and Kyrie Irving is leaving. Boston's got to do something. Well, and so they got Romeo Langford at in, out of Indiana with the 14th overall pick, which that's a good pick. I like that one. They were gonna take, um, which Matisse they got. Thibault. They got that pick from the the Kings, right? Yeah, well, okay, I remember when I was watching the lo- the lottery, they had like a 98% chance to get the 14th overall pick, so a lot of people were like, okay, they're going to probably get the 14th overall pick, but they had a 1.5% chance to get the second through the fourth pick. Think about that for a second, how crazy that would have been if they would have gotten the second through the fourth pick, and that 0.5% would have been, had the number one overall pick, and if that w- if they would have gotten the number one overall pick, it would have gone to the 76ers. Right. Think about how crazy that would have been if the 76ers, even though they're pretty dominant right now, would have gotten that number one overall pick. Do you think Do you think Joel Embiid is a guy who can play with somebody like Zion Williamson though? You know, that's a tough that's tough because they're both almost I wouldn't say they're identical, but they're they're Pretty similar in a lot of ways. No, I think I think jo- I th- Joel Embiid is a lot more mobile. Um, he he plays. Oh, I agree. A lot more as a, a um a, a mobile center, whereas Zion Williamson he he is very much so just like you know crush the paint. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think um uh what's his face um can't what's his name what's his name Joel Embiid. I don't know. Um, I, I think Joel Embiid is a lot about. more like a. Like a Hakeem Olajuwon almost. Um, I mean, I could see that. Um, it's mean, a lot more mobile, but I don't, I don't yeah. know if because Joel Embiid doesn't like people who um, go against his dominance, who can compete like that um, in terms of owning the floor, and right. I don't think he can mesh with a player like that. I, I mean, I don't think that. They would have done well. We don't even have to worry about that unless some tr- crazy trade happens or something. I think that Joel Embiid, they would. Have, I think the 76ers would have had to choose between Zion Williamson and Joel Embiid, no doubt. And I think Joel Embiid would have been like, I've been here longer. This is almost my team, so I deserve to stay here. So then they almost would have ended up trading Zion Williamson, which they could have gotten just as much for they got for Anthony Davis. Than any than anything. This just so, in. 76ers trade Jimmy Butler for Zion Williamson. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I mean if that if that were to happen, that'd be flipping insane. Because I think right now there's some uh there's a lot of talks about Jimmy Butler going a lot of different places. Dude, I don't know where depends. Jimmy Buckets is going. 
I don't know. But, you know, honestly, I, wherever he goes, it's going to be interesting because he's going to have to mesh with another star player because he's not going to go to flipping the Grizzlies. He's not going to go to like um, he's not going to go to like the Kings or something like that. He's going to go to a team that has a chance to win the title. How do you because feel he- about Jimmy Butler going to the Clippers with a one Kawhi Leonard? Now that I like because. Those two, I think those two could work really well together. I really do. And the Clippers are becoming a dying franchise. I no, hate to what? Say it. No, what? A dying franchise? They've been on the up. Are you kidding me? They have listen, a fantastic core. Listen, listen, listen. When you think of Los Angeles, what team do you think of when it comes to the NBA? Okay, yeah, you're going to say no, the no, Los no, no. Angeles Lakers. No, 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 answer my question, damn it. Oh, my Kalen, God. Okay, answer fine. my question. The Los Angeles Lakers. Thank you, okay? The Clippers have always been the redheaded stepchild. Sorry to all that I just offended. The redheaded stepchild of Los Angeles. They need to become the number one team in Los Angeles if they want to get anywhere. The Lakers right now are the number one favorite to win the title. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, I mean, yeah, but they're not a, a burning team. Like they have an upside. Okay, I think they, I think okay. one big downside will, is the fact that they're gonna lose Patrick Beverly. Um, but if they can get oh, someone no like doubt. Kawhi Leonard, that automatically sends them up to a, a competing level. Automatically. That's what I'm. Okay, but I'm just saying. Right now, they don't have anybody. If they get Kawhi Leonard, then they will become somebody, and it will be interesting to see who wins the title of Los Angeles. But right now, the Lakers own Los Angeles. The Lakers own Los Angeles of all the franchises in Los Angeles. Hell, even in California, they own it. Even if they suck, they own California because everyone knows the Lakers. You can compete with Golden State, don't get me wrong. But it seems like no matter what, when you think of Los Angeles sports, you think of the Lakers because it's always been the Lakers. And now, if the Clippers can get Kawhi Leonard, they can get Jimmy Buckets, you are looking at the new king of Los Angeles. I am calling it. I'm just saying, the Clippers have a good backcourt. They've got a nice core. I think what they struggle with is getting size. They don't have enough size on the court. And if they could keep someone like Patrick Beverly, because I think Patrick Beverly would be great with Kawhi Leonard, but Patrick Beverly is going to leave. He, he's not going to get the money that he wants. He's um, going. He, he, it's all about the money, and I, I totally understand. You know, money is 90% of decisions uh, based in the NBA but nowadays. I think you're being so quick to knock out the Clippers is just a little, little, just a little bit too strong okay. right now. Dalen, this show is called Sports Without Borders. And that is, and the point of this show is that you are in Austin, Texas. I am in Missoula, Montana, and I need to make some hot takes over here because <laughs> that will finally get you to listen to what I have to say. Damn it! Um, no, I'm just kidding. You listen. You listen, and I appreciate that. Love you. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I mean, okay. But I mean, I'm just saying. Right now, the Lakers own Los Angeles. And they do, no doubt. The and the moment just, they got LeBron, they they bought Los Angeles back again. But I'm just saying, like, even with LeBron last year, who the hell were the Lakers? You, <laughs> I mean, look at it, if flipping MVP voting. I understand, like, he was hurt, but I'm just saying. He was hurt, but he was still voting, averaging, like, 27, 8, and 8. 
I know, but I'm just saying, did you look at the MVP voting? He wasn't even in the top 10. <laughs> How sad is that? The first I, time ever in his career, he was not even in the top 10. Even in his rookie year, for crying out loud, I he was in the top 10. I think we all understood that he was that was not going to happen, regardless of the fact that he still had a good season, despite his injuries and despite his team sucking. But I think... Going into next year, I think that team is going to have a whole different mentality because they well, know because, they can actually compete. Yeah, well, and I mean, having Anthony Davis on that squad is going to mean a Dude. lot for LeBron. And I think it's going to become um, Space Jam 2 is coming to reality. I just need Clay Thompson to join them, and I will say there's the Space Jam 2 right there. I, oh, I remember when, when the news broke about that trade, I was thinking that was Shelby and her sister. I was just like, oh, my God, it happened. <laughs> well, and I was um I was on the phone with um, a bunch of different Osprey um, employees, just a bunch of different Osprey people, and um I got that notification, and I just go, holy crap. And one of uh, the people in the press box is a Laker fan, so he was going nuts. Oh, I'm sure. But, and then I – and then I said, oh, by the way, you just gave up your entire future as a Laker organization. And he goes, oh, uh oh, <laughs> like, I, I mean, they did give up a lot. I but think obviously they, you're they getting- gave up a lot. Um, I think they still have enough to have a team. But I think and I don't think they ne- necessarily need like a star, but I do think they need one other one other they need- all star or bordering all star talent to come in and um, help that team in a specific role, um, which someone like Clay right. Thompson, someone like Jimmy Butler, someone like um, Kyle Korver, not so much, but he's a possibility. Uh, I think one mm-hmm. thing that team drastically needs though, is a three point shooter because they don't, they don't have anybody. And let's be honest, LeBron James, he just, he can't hold up the role as the three point shooter of a team. He just can't. No, he can't. He can't, without a doubt, and I definitely agree with that. Um, we'll get into free agency in just a little bit, but to close this out, though, the NBA draft, uh, I also would like to point out that the Celtics, they, I, mean, I love this, the Celtics signed Taco Fall to the Summer League, and I can't be happier right now. Taco Fall is seven foot. Taco Fall. How tall is he again? Seven foot six. He is seven six. Okay, he's got like a seven ten wingspan. Yep, and he is a monster, just, and I really hope that he thrives in the Summer League, comes to the Celtics, thrives on that team, and you are looking at the new brick wall of the NBA. I mean, then again, <laughs> the NBA right now, the NBA right now, as it stands, is a three-point team, but with Zion mm-hmm. Williamson coming in, it's going to become more of a paint team, right. and I think with Taco Fall joining them, that could be dangerous. I mean, yeah, yes, he is tall. Yes, he is freakishly large. But <laughs> he has the potential to be an all-star. And I Dude, love it. As long as, as, long as he can protect that rim, uh, that's his only job, protect the rim. Dude, he could flip and just, like, touch the rim on his, on his fingers. <laughs> like, he could just stand there and he is touching the rim. I think I swear to God. It's like Taco Fall is the new Andre the Giant. Like, you know how you've heard all these stories like, Andre the Giant has 400-some teeth. Andre the Giant can chug four, like 1,200 beers in one sitting. Taco <laughs> Fall is the new Andre the Giant. I don't know, man. Oh, um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, and I don't really have a ton of commentary on it, but it was just interesting. Um, uh, Bronny Jr. and Dwayne Wade's kid are uh, 
uh, going to the same school. Um, I saw that. Yeah, it's it's that. super interesting because uh, Bronny, he he's a freshman, and Wade's kid, whatever I can't think of his name, he's a, a senior. But I think we all know Bronny's going to be on varsity. Um, but oh, it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see them play together because they already have so much chemistry, um, and that that, right. that team's going to be so dominant. It's not going to be even fair. Do you think? Do you think they're both going to uh, go to college, or do you think they're going to just skip? college and go straight to and declare the draft it is the one and done over for them will it, for uh for brawny and them yeah is the one and done did adam silver um declare it over or do, is the one and is the like one and done rule still in effect as far as i know one and done is still in effect okay gotcha. as far as i know i we i think i'd have to do a little more research into it but as far as i know one and done is still in effect right i know silver is really trying to get rid of it because and i get it because it's like you're going to college for one year just to just so that you can show to nba scouts that yes i am here cuz it's i mean i honestly very well could say college basketball could be dead then because then no college talent would want to go would nobody would want to go to college and they'd just be like all right i'm declaring for the draft and even if they go their stock drops to like late se- late first round early second round they'll still be in the nba right like zion williamson if he if he hadn't played for duke he could have very well been like very very possibly a top 15 pick because he was highly rated coming out of high school um he, you know obviously him, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was ranked higher than Zion Williamson um, by the ESPNU 300 poll. That he, R.J. Barrett was ranked 98. Zion was 97. Cam Reddish was 97. So it's like you have these three. You have these three. They could have very well all three of them skipped college and declared for the draft fresh out of high school. And I think that they could have. I think R.J. Barrett and Zion could have gotten drafted. Cam would have probably been late second round or a sign or a undrafted free agent. I, I honestly don't know if um, R.J. Barrett could have. I I think R.J. Barrett needed that year at Duke, especially under Coach K, because he he's struggled with consistency, especially with his shot um, being a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having that year. Um, to play with the talents that they had at Duke and to be under a coach like Coach K, I think having that year for R.J. Barrett made a big difference and helped prepare him um, because I, I don't think with the inconsistency struggles that he had, I don't think that would have played out well if he had gone straight into the NBA. Um, so for some people, it's like, yeah. But for others, you know, it's kind of a matter of, I guess, figuring it out themselves. Um, but right. who knows? I, I personally think it's, it's, it's frustrating because there are talents that could go straight from, um, high school to the NBA, but I, I just, I do think college does just give that little bit of, you know, oomph to their status going up. Um, but Oh, and I agree. Who knows? I just, you know, I I do like the idea of a one and done going away because that would mean like they'd have to at least finish two years of college and that they could actually get an associate's degree just in case the NBA doesn't work. Because sometimes 
it could very well not work for some players. And the fa- and you know for uh, what is it, John Wall? He right now, after his injury, is currently doing online classes back at Kentucky. And I think, th- and I'm sure a lot of those players are like, maybe I could go back for if I. I mean, I hate to say it, but if they ever get hurt or anything like that, they can go back and live a normal life or at least have a backup plan. So that's why the one and done I do not like because you're you're there for a year and then it's like okay your year of college was pointless except for your NBA career. That was it. I will say if we do have to get rid of the one and done so that Bronny can play with LeBron, make it happen. <laughs> I mean, there I bet you what's going to happen is there's going to be like a grandfather rule like after this year there's going to be a cutoff and then you can't then you have to do at least two years if you're in college. Right. So I bet you right now, I bet you right now, Bronny could very, he'll be grandfathered in so that he could still do a one and done, or he could still, or he could skip high school and go straight into pro ball. Mm-hmm. I think he will, I bet you he will probably go one year in college. I don't know where, but I think Duke. he'll go just one year. Duke, you think? Yeah, why not? Oh, I hate Duke. Hate Duke. Uh, <laughs> It's just because I'm a UNC fan, um, but that would—I mean, if they got rid of the one and done, I wouldn't be disappointed. That's all I gotta say. Uh, speaking of LeBron, though, let's get into this. LeBron James' first assist that he gives to Anthony Davis is his number. I'm not—that is not my wording. <laughs> first by the way. That assist. Is ESPN's <laughs> wording. That—that that is not my wording. That is the wording from ESPN. So I can't take credit for it. Um, but LeBron is giving up his number 23 so that Anthony Davis can wear it, which. Much respect for that. If you're giving up your number that you've worn for most of your career, except for when he played for the Heat, where he wore number six, which is probably the number he's going to go with. No, uh, no. He should pick something new. What number do you think? I don't know. What number do you think? Like 99. Um, (laughs) No, I don't know. I think think LeBron is very much so a player that has very distinct chapters in his career. Um, and I, I think it would be very symbolic of that, um, that he, he left number six with Miami. He left 23 with Cleveland and now that he's with the Lakers, I don't know, go with something different, like 25. I'd love to <laughs> see, I'd love to see a, uh, I, I remember I was reading like this, um, article on Bleacher Report where they were trying to predict, uh, what number he's going to choose. And one of the options was uh, 46. And the reason that he would choose 46 is that he could say that he's two times as better than uh, Michael Jordan. (laughs) And so there's like so many different possibilities that he could go with. Obviously, you could just go from double zero through 99. Can can he be 23 and a half? Um, (laughs) 23.5. Or maybe he should should do um, like 23, but just like upside down. (laughs) So 32 or 35, one of those two. Well, no, like literally the number is just upside down. So it'd just be an upside down two and upside down three, <laughs> which I Are guess drunk. I guess an upside down three would just be a three, right? Yeah. An upside down three would be a three <laughs> and upside, upside down two would be a five. Kind of, Yeah. Okay. So 53. Here we go. <laughs> 35 dipshit. No, because you'd flip it upside down and the two and the three are still on the same side. 
Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Please, take back that insult, sir. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, f- 53, you were right, you were right. Uh, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> I mean, I love, I, so, I don't know, I just want him to be, I, I, I agree with you, I think something different would be fun. I don't, if, I think obviously my, the 13 year old me is telling me, it's telling me to go, Hey, you should choose 69, but obviously he's not going to do that. 69. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Just, you got, I think he should pick something in like the eighties. Like that would be crazy. Is that, can people, like is that, or is there a limit on NBA Jersey numbers? I don't know. Um, hell I think, um, I can't remember who it was for the Celtics, but he wore 99, <laughs> which so, is like, great. You, I can't remember who it was, but it was like someone who had dreads. He was kind of tallish. I can't. It's spacing me. Um, but anyway, it was during the basically the era where Rajon Rondo um, was the the triple double king. Um, but I can't remember who it was. But he wore ninety nine, and I'm like, do that or double zero or be creative. Don't just go with something that you've already done. But like already on his Instagram, he's shown up the number six. So it makes you think, okay, he's probably going to choose six, but I kind of hope he doesn't. Right. I don't know. I just. So I, it's. I mean, it's a. I think it'd be. It'd be kind of neat to see out of the out of nowhere he chooses like, like fifty nine or something or fifty eight, just some random number. And then when he asks, like, so he's asked by a reporter, so why did you pick this number? And he'll just shrug his shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I, I just totally random and above and beyond all of this talk about fully committing to having this guy on your team just like take it i don't want it i want you have the number <laughs> be shout on this out to team. all the shout out to all the people that bought lebron james jerseys as a, in the lakers franchise oh my god i know like <laughs> i mean that is that is funny that is funny um but yeah so Whatever number he chooses, I could care less. We're just talking about it because <laughs> yeah. why the hell not? It's just interesting, and it's just it kind of shows how much he wanted Anthony Davis, which good for him, good for him. Because I mean that is that is pretty neat though that he did literally give up, uh, that he gave up all this, gave up his number even for crying out loud, just so that his team. Uh, so this player could be on his team. Well, and that's, and that, that's what LeBron wants above anything is he wants his team to win. Oh, well, duh. I think any team wants a team to win. I mean, it's just we got to see what um what goes on. But the biggest thing that is going on that is starting on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern is the NBA free agency. What? Basically, as soon as it starts, all hell is going to break loose. Because just just to name a few, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker are all free agents, and Kevin Durant gave up his $31.6 million option to become an unrestricted free agent. Right. Is there a chance that Kevin Durant is gone? Um, yes, I think, I think KD is gone. Um, I don't. Because Clay Thompson's not going anywhere. He's saying he's getting a max deal. Um, well, and they're already preparing to offer him five year, one hundred ninety million. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I, I just, I don't think Kevin Durant is going to stay. Honestly, like I think he's come and he's he's done what he needed to do 
in Golden State. And I think now he needs to go if he wants to prove himself or, you know, gain respect. I think he needs to go somewhere and do it on his own for once, you know, which I like, because then like if he say say he goes, I don't know, the Nets, which the Nets right now are talking about Kyrie. But let's just play for a second. Let's just say Kevin Durant goes to the Nets by himself. Nobody else joins him. I would like to see him lead the Nets just to the playoffs. I don't expect him to win a championship, but I just want to see if he could do it by himself. I think because I think if we saw him go to the Nets, with him. he would become the uh, um, leading scorer for the season. Um, I think I think he'd average like you know thirty two points a game or whatever. I agree with that because it's like he is. I think it's because like you know he's been on a team where there has already been a playmaker there. Like, you know, he was with the Thunder slash the Sonics. He was with Russ and Harden. Then he goes over to Golden State, and he's got Curry and Thompson. Now, if he goes to the Nets, he's got D'Angelo Russell, but he's going to be basically the guy on the Nets franchise if he went over there. Now, let me ask you this, and this is a perspective that I share with a man by the name of Scotty Pippen. And Scotty Pippen, in regards to Kawhi Leonard, said, sign a one-year deal with Toronto and defend your title. What do you think on that? So you think so okay, so let me just get this straight. So is nobody is just are we saying Kawhi Leonard's going back to Toronto? Yeah, so so Scott saying- Scotty Pippen said if he were Kawhi Leonard, what he should do is sign a one year like one year max deal, whatever, with Toronto and stay and defend his title. Prove his Ooh. name. Um rather than just going somewhere else and jumping ship. Um, and so do you think it's necessary necessary for him to stay there and defend the title? I mean, okay, I like so you're saying Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant on the same team defending the title. No, no. Just just Kawhi <laughs> I please, Kawhi, yeah. Okay, here we go, Kevin Durant, sign with another championship team because your team oh, lost. Oh god, that'd be like, stupid. Jesus. No. Um I I okay. I think it would be worthwhile for him if they if they would be willing to dish out a one-year deal for him to defend the title I think it would be worthwhile okay I see where you were going with that I thought uh, we were talking about Kevin Durant and then we totally just went a total 180 um I like the idea of um Kawhi Leonard signing one one year with Toronto I remember I read a report somewhere I can't remember where where it said that um, no matter what, he's going to give the Raptors an opportunity to match or to do better. Yeah, um, I, so, yeah. Like no matter what, so no matter, and he, even though he's an unrestricted free agent, he's gonna give the option to the Toronto Raptors, which I respect. Well, that shows like he he that basically shows he is going to like he'll listen to um, any other offers that come in, but he will always go back to Toronto and say. I've got this offer. What can you do? Well, and I think there's a lot of mutual respect within that front office and that locker room with Kawhi Leonard because when he got traded, everybody knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew free agency was coming up for him. Everybody knew he was going to look elsewhere. But the fact that he, in his one year, gave them everything he's got and they gave him everything they've got... I think, and the fact that they, yeah, like it's it's not worth burning that bridge like he did with San Antonio, um, right? And so I, but I, I just, don't I don't know if 
because I think he wants he wants to be in a bigger market. He wants to be in L.A., um, but he's not going to go to the Lakers. He doesn't want to play on, under LeBron. Um, I think that's a waste of his talent to play underneath a guy like that. Um, but the Clippers, man, Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. I mean- Exactly. I mean, the Clippers, that is, that would still be technically big market. But let me ask you this. How can you get more big market than flipping an entire country behind you? <laughs> like, he's got flipping the entire country of Canada behind him because he just let him do a championship. And I'm just, I mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I just think that the one-year deal that you were talking about, that one-year deal would be very, very interesting. Would he take it? possibly but then then again we do the Kawhi Leonard saga all over again next year and I'm sorry but I want Kawhi Leonard to just sign with the team for a five-year deal so we can say all right you're here next so that we can just move on yeah, you know um have, but so go ahead I, I wanted to ask you about Kyrie Irving um have you seen any of his like do you follow him on Instagram no because I have a life so <laughs> I he's been I think we all know that Kyrie Irving is a very spiritual person, which I respect. In a weird way. <laughs> yes. And so he's been posting all these weird Instagram posts of just like pictures of him. And he's on this like journey through China. Um, and it's just like these pictures of him just like sitting and standing and being all like thinking and just in depth. And he has all these weird captions. I'm like, Kyrie you're going through some stuff right now, man. Like, <laughs> I, like part of me just, part of me is just over here, like looking at this, just kind of like, Kyrie, what kind of drugs are you on? Like, seriously, like for example, you sent me one, which um, he said, uh, <laughs> "This is weird. Ego has no room between you and me. We are one. Yeah. I am." Yeah, I'm, just, I'm over here, like the hell are you on, bud? Like Kyrie, and that's that. I think. That signifies a big thing about Kyrie is he brings a lot of baggage wherever he goes. Oh, um, no doubt. And so whoever signs him is going to have to deal with that. Um, and like, because he he honestly, because um, well, he's only like 26, right? 27. He's 27. He, he said he's going to retire by like you know 30 or whatever, 32. Um, just because I don't think his heart truly is in basketball. Yeah, and so I'm trying to figure out where the heck he's going to go. I don't know where. Uh, I like – he was good in Boston, but I knew that – I know that he doesn't really necessarily like Boston. So I feel like if he, – he's probably going to end up on like – I don't. I want to say like either the Knicks. We were talking about the Nets earlier. I mean, those are just kind of those teams that they're there and he can play and you know that he can get the money. Um, you know, I've heard a bunch of different teams thrown out. I've even heard one, um, one report where he talked about the Raptors, where if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back, he'll go to the Raptors. You know what I he, want to see? Huh? I want, um, I want Kawhi, or not Kawhi Leonard, I want Kyrie Irving to go to the Nets, and then I want D'Angelo Russell to go to the Timberwolves. Hmm. I, I think, I mean, I like, I think that would be a but the- great great pairing D'Angelo Russell with um Carl Anthony Towns I think that would be fantastic it would be a great and I and D'Angelo Russell has definitely improved uh since his rookie year he matured so I he, he's definitely matured he got which out I, of a toxic locker room 
which I'm glad. I'm good for him. Yeah. Because honestly, even if he, he is, did he is, cause some of that toxicity himself, he got out of it. <laughs> he did. And look where he is now. He is a hell of a player. The only problem right now with uh, D'Angelo with uh, D'Angelo Russell is that it would be really hard for him right now to go to the Timberwolves because he is a restricted free agent. Um, meaning that the Nets, if oh. they can come back with the, the similar offer, okay. then he's stuck with the Nets. I, di- I didn't know um, he was restricted. Okay. Yep, he's restricted. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see it, but it's it's going to be difficult for him. to With a restricted free agent, I always feel like it is extremely difficult to get out of the restricted free yeah, agent. I'm not, but there's no point in having Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell on the same team. There would be no point. No. No, you, it's either one or the other. Like, and then if they do, if they do land Kyrie, I think that they'd probably take the restricted tag off and they would probably be like, go do whatever. Right. Cause they got Kyrie. And obviously if they're going to pay the money to Kyrie, they're not going to want to be like, okay, we're going to, we can't pay both of you the same. So we're going to kick D'Angelo out. Then D'Angelo could go to the Timberwolves, which would be a good move. I want to see Kemba Walker go to my Celtics because I think that I mean mm, right now that would to be fun. A lot, of, a lot of reports are saying that Kemba Walker, um, the front runner to land them, is the Celtics, which they do need a guard. And Kemba Walker, man, I like him, Dude's and quick. I think that he would be a great he'd be a great addition to the Celtics because they don't have a whole lot going for him right now because Al Horford's now out, and they just need a team leader. And I think Kemba Walker would be a great team leader for that team. And can you, I mean, I think, especially when they get Kyrie out of there, um, I think the Boston team, I think is going to be able to meld a lot better together. Um, and I think, yeah. honestly, Kemba Walker, um, I think is a much better fit there than Kyrie Irving. Um, I agree. I think one and big I, part of it is that Kemba Walker has the ability to lead, which Kyrie Irving does not. Right. And... Kemba and I think the Celtics would be happy to pay Kemba Walker the money that Kyrie Irving could have made because he is that type of player that he could come into a locker room and change the momentum of a team. Oh, absolutely. So, but um, other free agents, we talked about Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know this coming out. Kristaps Porzingis is a restricted free agent this year. Um, well, did you so not? Kristaps is in Dallas. Yeah, he's in Dallas. So he is a restricted free agent, and he could very well go somewhere else, but I have a feeling he's staying in Dallas. Oh, yeah, him and um, the uh, rookie of the year. Um, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah, and I think, and honestly, even as a restricted free agent, I think he'd want to stay for that. Mm, I'm, I'm um, very excited to see him and Luka Doncic, but we we don't know what kind of shape Kristaps um, is going to come back in. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see him make that transition because I have no idea where he's at right now in terms of I mean his you know not a whole lot of people know where he is I right know I, I know he's healthy um but it, it'll just be very interesting to see him because in New York he you know he was the star power um for his right. you know, time so it'll be interesting to see how he melds with a star like Luka Doncic um but it'll be fun. Which, it's it's going to be at the NBA at the NBA awards Luka Doncic got 98 votes out of 100 for rookie of the <laughs> I year. Know. Stupid Trey Young. Young got the other two. God, I can't I am, stand Trey Young. 
oh, I can't either. And I was laughing so hard when that happened I because I was like, ha ha, you think you're better? There nope, were there were so many people that, you know, oh, but Trey Young's been the scorer and assists and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but. Shut up. <laughs> in ter- I, I, there's a reason so much spotlight has been put on Luka. Right. Yeah, and I get exactly. I get and, Dallas is a bigger market um, or not necessarily a bigger market, but a, just a bigger name, I think, than the Hawks. Um, but yeah, Luca, the kid's a star. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he had like w- the world watching him and they, and I was hoping that he would win. Um, and I'm glad that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo got it. I finally got it right. Holy crap. I got yeah! his name. Yeah, we go. That's <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that Giannis also won the. Uh, MVP, and that was a dude. I cried when I watched this speech. I hate to say it, but I <laughs> cried because I mean it was so powerful. Like he's like, I want to thank my dad who's not here. I want to thank my brothers for pushing me. And then he basically pulled a Kevin Durant with his mom, and I was like, Oh my god, yes. why am I watching this? And I'm like, But I mean, he deserves it. He is a hell of a player. He's got a hell of a I future. Know. I hated people he, that tried to argue. They're like James Harden. By far deserves. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He didn't even deserve then, it last year. No, he didn't. And here's here's what I find is think is hilarious though. Then there's also this guy named Paul George, <laughs> and he's just sitting there. I remember me, and nobody remembered him. He barely got five percent of the votes uh, for MVP. So nobody really acknowledged him. But back to the uh, NBA free agency. Chris Middleton is also a he's a unrestricted free agent this year from the Bucks. Um, there's which I, mean, I, th- I think would be a some, good grab for pretty much anybody. Which and when you're an unrestricted free agent, go wherever. Who you know what I mean? I think uh, people, Brooke Lopez. Oh, Brooke Lopez, yeah. Bro, yeah, well, Brooke Lopez just picked up his pl- his player option though, so he's coming back. Oh, did he? Yep, I I think I just read somewhere not too long ago that Brooke Lopez okay. well, picked good for up him. his player option, so. He, so he's going back to the Bucks, which I'm kind of he fits he fits well with how the Bucks are running things right now. So I think that would be a that's a smart move. Um, let's see, but yeah, I'm just kind of looking through right mm-hmm. now to see what else we got. Al Horford is going to be a free agent. He's getting up in age, which isn't but isn't he, he looking at um, the Clippers too? I think he's looking at the Clippers too. He can't I, right now. He can't get the money that like. Which I find hilarious. He gives up $30 million to try to go play somewhere else. Yeah, I, I, I just think he was tired of Boston. I think he wanted right. to get out. I think that was pretty much but the real, gist of it. Real quick, breaking in uh, the Women's World Cup quarterfinals, USA and France just went full-time. USA beats France 2-1. to one. They're on to the yeah. semis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was probably gonna. We were that was um, probably the toughest match. We put it on the TV in the uh, production uh, bullpen. That's where me and the other producers are at office. Um, and yeah, I watched. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of them. I know, um, but them, she Taylor. scored the two goals. Um, one of them was a fantastic shot. We thought it was going across the middle, and she came out from left field and got it in. Um, are you talking about Rapino? Yes, Rapino. Yep. Okay. So, um, yes. Who is just she, I think this on, might be her li- on fire? She's got so yeah. much fire under her belt right now, man. With all the Trump stuff that she's been doing, she is going for it. Oh, and I and applaud her. Applaud her without a doubt. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a the free agency though. I just can't wait for Sunday because I have a very strong feeling that the 
I, I want to say that the first four names that are on this list, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, I have a strong feeling those four are going to be off the free agency as soon as it hits six o'clock Eastern. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna because go fast. I'm sure they already have like deals in place, and they're just waiting for that time so that they can just go. Okay, here we go. And then what I love is that I flip and work graveyard shifts, so I'll be able to actually keep up with it while it's happening <laughs> because it's because it's going to be like breaking in at one a.m. in the morning. We have this, and it's going to be like, yep, that's how crazy free agency can get. We should probably start wrapping it up. We're running super long on time. <laughs> so what? I love talking about it. I stuff. know. Don't you, Dalen? <laughs> well, we'll quickly go through the SB's predictions real quick. Uh, the SB's are coming up. This is this quick. is all you. <laughs> I got. Oh, I got dude. nothing. <laughs> okay, I, I'll just I'll just ask for your opinion. That's all, and like I'll give you who wins what and you can just tell okay me. great All right? let's go we'll, we'll do that we'll, we've got we've got time we're, we're not on a time crunch uh wednesday july 10th at 8 p.m eastern on abc at the microsoft theater in los angeles best male athlete patrick mahomes mookie betts Giannis antetokounmpo or brooks kepka best male athlete yep it's gonna go to patrick mahomes but i no patrick mahomes you want pa- all right? I like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I I want it to go to Giannis, but I don't think it's going to go to Giannis. No. I, it will go to Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Uh, best best female athlete: Brianna Stewart, Simone, Simone Biles, Alex Morgan, or Michaela Sheffrin. Alex Morgan. Oh, I got to go Simone Biles all the way. Come on, man. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't beat her, and she's she's awesome. Best breakthrough athlete: Saquon Barkley, Christian Yelich, Trey Young, or Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. She's great. No, I, it's been fun uh, yeah, to watch has, her, man. Dude, same here. I I'm so glad you said that because if you would have said flipping Saquon Barkley, I would have had to come to Austin, Texas, just to punch you. Uh, but that was that was pretty awesome just watching her. Uh, best internationals men's soccer player: Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Kylan Mbappe, or Virgil Van Dyke. I don't know most of those, so I'm just gonna go with Ronaldo. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that, you son of a bitch. Uh, I'm gonna go Messi because he's had a better year than Ronaldo. Has he? Uh, best? Yes, he has. Yeah, I guess he, I though. guess Messi has, hasn't he? Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Next. So best inter- best international women's soccer player. I do. We really need to do this. I I don't. I don't pay enough attention to international soccer. I, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, people. Uh, best NFL player: Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Donald, Top Gurley, Drew Brees. Okay, I changed my mind. Giannis is getting best male athlete. Patrick Mahomes is getting best NFL player. All right, all right. I'm going to go. I, even though it's going to be weird, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald for best NFL player. I like it. Yeah, I like that um, too. Um, I'd be fine with that. Yep. Best MLB player, Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich, Jacob deGrom, or Blake Snell? Yelich. All right, I'll go with Betts because why not? Um, we're, I, you don't watch that. You don't watch that. I don't watch that. <laughs> I, I just skipped over best driver and best NHL player. Wait, go to best so driver. I'm sorry. Best driver. Okay, Lewis Hamilton, Steve Torrance, Scott Nix, Dixon, or Kyle Busch. <gasps> Hamilton. I think Hamilton's had a good. Um, yeah, I like Hamilton because um, he just won. Going, he recently just won. Um, I can't remember what race it was. Um, but yeah, Hamilton. Indy 500. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch because he makes a left turn like I've never seen before. Uh, <laughs> best NBA player: Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Paul George. Paul George, interesting. 
Um, yeah, he's he's in there. Giannis should win it, but it's probably going to go to Kevin Durant. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, but I'm going to stick with Giannis because that's what my gut's telling me. Mm-hmm. Best, oh God, best WNBA player: Brianna Stewart, Deanna Taurasi, Ella Deladon, or Candace Parker. Do it, do it, Stewart. Do it, do it. Um, I'm, I'm going with Deladon. Uh, best boxer: Canelo Alvarez, Vas- Vasily Lomchenko, Alexander Usyk, or Terence Crawford. <laughs> I can't say these names. I'm a who is it? Achenko or Oche? What is it? The first one, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Yeah. All right, I'm going with Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Wait, I changed my mind. I'm going with Canelo too. You're an asshole. (laughs) Uh, Okay, best MMA fighter for the first time in nearly ESPY's history. Oh, cool. Uh, Conor McGregor is not up for best MMA because he doesn't do anything. Uh, He's just there. Uh, Israel Adensia. Adensia, I <laughs> fudge, I pronounced that, pronounce that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Daniel Cormier, Henry Cajudo, or Amanda Nunez? Cormier. Cormier, I agree. All right, we all know this one. Do I even have to say it? Best male golfer? Oh, Tiger Woods. Like, obviously. Oh, duh. It is very obviously going to Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, if it didn't go to Tiger Woods, that would be a big problem. Uh, best male tennis player, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, or Tispis? It's going to Nadal. Oh, no doubt. Uh, best female tennis player, I'm going Osaka. Yeah. No, uh, mm, no who are the other options? Halep, Williams, or Kivotova? No, it'll go to Williams. Ugh, I'm going to go with Osaka still. Why not? Um, all right. we got. <laughs> I know we're kind of rushing through this, but it's just like we don't have a whole lot of time because we're just like, okay. Um, best MLS player. I, I, I think that's no doubt. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, absolutely, 100,000%. <laughs> it's either going to be him or Wayne Rooney, but I'm still going to give it to Zlatan. Yeah, Zlatan. <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, we've got we've got three more, and then I promise we're done. I promise. All right. Because um, these are the three that actually matter a little bit. Best game, uh, NCAA football, LSU versus Texas A&M, a seven-overtime game that was high-scoring in FBS history. Um, NFL Week 11, the Rams beat the Chiefs. In Monday Night Football or NCAA Final Four, Notre Dame beats UConn um, with 26 lead changes. Um, what was the first one? LSU versus Texas A&M, where it went seven overtime. Oh yes. Um, it'll. God, this is actually a really tough one. Um, it'll. Yeah, it is. Pro- I'm gonna say, um. I'm going to say um, Notre Dame winning um, over UConn. That was a good game. At 26 lead changes, I'm going to go with uh, Monday Night Football Rams-Chiefs. Okay. Because that was an insane game. I, it was just offense galore. Right. Um, I, I, I totally get where you're going with it. Okay. Best college athlete, Kyler Murray, Zion Williamson, or Rachel Garcia, a UCLA softball player? It, 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 Zion. Uh, Kyler. Why not? <laughs> um, okay, this one's going to be kind of a long one, but um, I like. But this is the last one. Best record-breaking performance: Drew Brees passing Peyton Manning seventy-one thousand nine hundred forty career passing yards to move first place on the all-time list with most completions, also in NFL history, sixty-three hundreds completions. Who also passed Brett Favre? Um, Sabrina Oniskew of Oregon basketball recorded her thirteenth triple-double 
now holds the men's and women's NCAA record for triple-double. Wow. Past Kyle Collinsworth, mark of 12 in four seasons at BYU. She also broke the Division I men's and women's record in a single game or single season in the Duke's 96-78 to win over UC, USC um, 7, breaking former BYU guard Kyle Collinsworth. So she broke the triple-double record. Good for her. Or, uh, yep. Um, Kyle or Clay Thompson broke the NBA three point record in a game with 14 or Matt or Matthew Bowling becoming the first ever high school to break 10 seconds in the hundred meter dash, dropping a 9.98. I, I think it will be and what's the category again? It's the, it's the best, uh, record breaking best, uh, best record breaking performance. Yep. I, Nothing against the other two, but I think you have to give it to Drew Brees um, because oh, of his I, age I and the caliber at which he was playing. Um, it, it was absolutely spectacular. He he was robbed of the MVP. Um, it it yep. he he. I think he deserves this award. I agree. I, I I did lie to you. I am sorry, but there is one more, and it, this one's really good. Best upset. Um, so we have NCAA football. Old Dominion beats Virginia Tech 49-35. Old Dominion only had a 1.8% chance to win. Largest upset by an FBS team in the 14 years of the Football Power Index projections. The 2018 U.S. Open, Osaka beating Serena Williams. Or the the NHL, Columbus Blue Blue Jackets pulled off what many thought was impossible. Upset beating beating the Tampa Bay Lightning 7-3, sweeping the best record that the NHL has seen in a very long time. Tampa Bay Lightning had, I think, like an ungodly amount of wins. Like they had more wins than they did losses and ties, losses and overtime losses combined. God, which is insane. Um, and then, and then finally, Andy Ruiz Jr. upset win over Anthony Joshua. I'm gonna go with that that last one. I agree because nobody saw that coming. Um, I think nobody. I think that was a big moment. I think yeah, I think it should get the recognition that it deserves. He should oh, get the it, recognition. I mean, <laughs> oh no doubt, and I agree with that. But that is going to do it. We I'm sorry, Dalen. I kept you for basically nearly an hour, <laughs> but we finally recorded a show to its entirety. I know, right? Sports Without Borders podcast without borders network dot com. Uh, Dalen. As always, I hate your flipping guts, buddy. Yep. And let me correct you. It is podcastwithoutborders.com. Oh, I thought it was Podcast Without Borders Network. Nope. My bad. Yeah, if you want to get more information on our show and others, uh, visit podcastwithoutborders.com. Like us on Facebook. All that fun stuff. If you want to uh, ask us a question, uh, send us an email at pwbnetwork at gmail.com. Perfect. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.